This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm back uh, with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you. And uh, this is part two of our discussion about uh, the Journey 2019 revision that is coming out August 1st uh, with a brand new Journey Manual and uh, a new Leader's Guide and and some new uh, books by Rocky that will enhance the journey. And uh, we're really excited. We really feel like... The journey is in a, a complete form, if you will, and, and really going to be uh, easier to use, we hope. And we think the message hopefully will be clearer than ever when people come out of the, at the end of it. So so last week, if, if you listened to our podcast, we talked a little, little bit about uh, the orphan no more that's going to be on the front end of the journey and leading into the uh, the prayer retreat, the extended prayer session that we, we still do use in the prayer cottage. Um, and then in the, the second Leg, which, is, like you said, is the heart. It's the it's the meat mm-hmm. of the, the if if there is the the heart of the journey. It's that second part enabled where we get into abiding and right. what that looks like and bearing fruit. And uh, again, I think a lot of you out there are familiar with the abide book, which now is part of the manual, part of the process. And uh, it's uh, last year we had a supplement to kind of help people with that, but now it's integrated fully, and it was very well received last year. And then uh, then they go into the second. Extended prayer session, still spiritual gifts and doing all that affirming. And then we go in the back end to living it out with Gabe. And as we uh, so none of that's really changed. No. Uh, yeah. Still written for an every other week pace. But some guys will meet every week and kind of do half of a session. Uh, but on the back end, uh, I'm going to go back to this deal. You, and you kind of alluded to it last in last week's podcast. But uh, you really wanted to hammer home the sacred responsibility of you know, what Jesus asked us to do, which is go make disciples and and reaching back and helping others. So you wrote a book that God inspired you to write called Beyond the Inner Chamber, which we're going to probably do another podcast just on that book. But, right. but tell me why you wrote that book and how that fits into the journey. Well, I think that uh, as complete as the journey was for the time being, I, I felt like that there was something that was still not complete about it. And it was the work of the Spirit that I believe that was speaking to me about uh, the messaging aspect. Uh, not only is it about reaching back and making disciples, but even to know how to share a plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. And you know that's something that we've discussed that we feel like we need to get that out there too to give them uh, an equipping for that. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, you know the the thing that, that if you if you recall the the way the journey opens up is with journey to inner chamber and part one of that is this vision of um, where the man is shown shown kind of a the the hidden world the spiritual world that goes on out out of sight mm-hmm. and so uh, the Lord gave me a a, a revisit to that uh, particular vision as, as far as writing this book because it needed to be a bookend to that story of what was introduced in the beginning where you have this refugee that is saved out of the refugee camp camp to come into the 
to the kingdom of God by way of the bridge and then to go through a process of discipleship to enter into the inner chamber, which is that deeper intimacy with Christ. And then after, if we follow that narrator through the whole series of the books, then it lines up with the nine-month journey. And so it becomes not, it begins, you read it as someone else's story, Brian, but it eventually becomes your story. Mm -hmm. And so when you get through the nine months of that curriculum, I felt like there needed to be a, a stronger message that speaks about you now looking back and reaching back to um, make disciples in your world around you. Mm -hmm. And so that book is more of a, is another creative endeavor mm -hmm. to, uh, to deliver that message. Well, and if for those of the guys who went to Soto, you know, you gave the talk on uh, on unpacking your backpack and all that to go on this vertical journey and vertical. all that was kind of around the same time that the spirit was speaking to you for this book, I think at the same time. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, it was right here that I guess it was March of last year mm -hmm. that uh, we were having that extended uh, 30 days of prayer after like a Easter. year ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before Easter. That's yeah. right. And, uh, and it was here that I was given somewhat of a vision about, about this mountaintop. And then uh, the need to look back and build roads to cities to make disciples. That's right. And then I shared that with you, and then I think it was piggybacked on. That's how we went with this uh, going vertical at Soto. That's right. And and it was at the same time the Lord was speaking to me about writing a book that would be at the tail end of the journey to be used as for messaging. And then at the same time, he was delivering me the, the vision of how to write it. And so it all kind of unpacks together, and it's it's uh, it's it's a typical God thing to well, talk, talk to me like that. Well, and I and I, I think I want to say this is that if they don't know us by now, that, that I mean they should know that we're not about selling books, we're not about counting numbers of groups and trying to you know build a bit build a big ministry. We're about just being obedient to the Holy Spirit, and and I think when you talk about this vision and seeing a mountain and seeing all these roads, you're speaking the Lord's heart to reach more people. Mm -hmm. And what you said about the burden that you, last week you talked about your burden, you want more people to find this. That's the Lord speaking through you. That's the Lord's heart, I think. Yeah, I believe it is. And I think it. I think that it's a burden that we've had 2,000 years now Yeah. Uh, in the body of Christ. And um, I think it's going to intensify because I think the the world is such right now that it, it, we need Jesus more than ever. And he needs people out there on the front lines battling for the truth yeah. and, oh, and yeah. helping others. Oh, yeah. And the best the best ones who battle are the ones who are authentic and, you know, it's real to them. It's not just contrived. You know, we're, we're all uh, former businessmen. Uh, we didn't come through the ranks of professional uh, preparation for what we're doing. I was not prepared as a writer, as a seminarian, as a pastor, nor were you. Mm -hmm. But I was prepared in, in the way the Holy Spirit prepares uh, a fisherman <laughs> or a tax collector or many of the other people that Jesus chose to, to ask them to come along with him. And he prepared them by them being with him. Mm -hmm. And that's how he prepared you and me, is just learning to be with him, where he can speak to us and, and then use our lives 
And so that becomes very authentic, and it's able to reach other people who they don't see they don't see an agenda. They see the truth of hey, we're just doing this because we're Christ loves us and we love Him, and we're just sharing His love. What it comes down to. I I, I think of the uh, when Jesus was feeding the five thousand, and it says that there were twelve baskets. So. Well, there were twelve disciples, mm-hmm. so they each had a basket. So they he did the he did the miraculous work, but they got to share in it by delivering it to the, yeah. all the people. Yeah. And then there was some left over for them at the end. But I think that's that call on our lives to go feed, go help those those harassed and helpless people out there to go bring them the food, help take show them the way. And we, <laughs> it's amazing you bring that story up because I was just reading about it. Mark, you know, there were two instances. One was uh, uh-huh. 12,000 and the 7,000, I think it was, and seven baskets and yeah. 12 baskets. Yeah. And, yeah. and it says and they got in the boat and they started to argue among themselves because nobody brought bread. <laughs> he said, what have I got to do to prove to you? <laughs> two times we cut thousands. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Yeah. There's hope for all of us. But isn't that the way it is with <laughs> us? True. I mean, oh, yeah. we keep on just stressing out over things that are non-essentials. Yeah. But when you have a breakthrough, it's when you begin to abandon your worries about yourself and about your well-being and all that, and you just sign it over to the Lord and you say, "Okay, here I am. I'm yours. You're my good shepherd. Yeah. And I'll let you watch over me, and I'll do that which you want me to do. Yeah." Well, we're just kind of having a dialogue about uh, the new journey revision, but it's also a bigger conversation about DNA of the journey and, and why we even do this, right? And uh, so this this Beyond the Inner Chamber, just to kind of put a bow on that, is going to be uh, something that we were going to ask the participants to read at the very end. Like they're done with the journey and they're about to go to commencement, and we want to read it right before that. And so that they'll go into commencement thinking about these things, you know, and they'll get to do the final time with their their guides and then they'll go spend a little time in prayer and they'll kind of start chewing on what's their part in this whole ministry, this right. whole part of this drama that God's invited, invited them into, right? Yeah. Well, you know, the journey is the time they have with the Lord. It's not when we meet. Yeah. The biggest part of the journey is their it's, time with the Lord. Yeah, That's right. their That's time it. with the Lord. That's right. And and when we meet, it's to help us along the way. We keep the momentum going. And the books are basically to connect the dots. Yeah. That's all they are. They're to connect the dots of the journey. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? And then the last book is that. What does this mean for mm-hmm. you now? Mm-hmm. Now that this has been invested in you, what will you do with your life? And you have to read the book to understand the way that's unpacked, and it becomes a very compelling message. Um, and, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's theological. It's not just a, a persuasive book. It's theologically correct mm-hmm. because it follows the, the whole uh, aspect of what Christ is saying, equipping us to do, actually. And, and as I said, the need is so great out there now. It's mm-hmm. growing more and more and more every day that men and women are equipped to be able to wade into this world. It's an uncertain world for our families and for our friends, our neighbors, our churches, uh, for people that are lost and dying. They're looking for answers. Mm-hmm. And the people that's got the answers is the church. Yeah. Well, I've, you know, I've always liked it that the journey has a beginning and an end. So it kind of brings people to a point of decision, like, what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. But 
hopefully most people realize it's not the end. I mean, you know, their their calling is to stay on this journey the rest of their lives. And then who are you helping get there? You know, and so so it, it definitely keeps going on. It should be going on in their own private life and then in the lives of others. Yeah, I, I think it's the foundation, actually, for the rest of their life. Um, and, you know, people say, well, is it discipleship and and my, my take on it is that we get people into proximity with the Spirit, and, and He is the disciple-maker. Mm-hmm. And all we do is help them understand things that hinder the progress, things that they need to do to learn to listen to Him, to get to Him. Mm-hmm. But the actual work of discipleship is the Holy Spirit in a person's life. He's the one to disciple somebody. Yeah. But we get them to that place. So we play our part in discipleship. We teach what we've been taught. But, you know, the, at the end of the day, it always comes down to this, and that is uh, uh, if they want with Jesus, then obviously uh, they need to obey him and do the things that he's called them to do. And when, when we do that, we find a greater fulfillment in our whole life. Mm-hmm. Everything about our aspect, aspect of our life is enhanced because we are, are connecting uh, with our creator, the one who made us, the one who formed us, the no, one who knows how we work, how we tick. Mm-hmm. And all of those things about us are pulled together. Yeah. Um, I want to transition just to kind of a mechanical part of the journey, just to, just to kind of how it, the process works and a little slight change that we made. Um, we got some feedback that uh, people were confused about the assignment. You know, when, when, the, when the, the people are supposed to do an assignment, is it for the previous session or is it for the next session? You know, there, for whatever reason, there was a little bit of confusion about that, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of moved some things around to make it uh, make it seem a little easier. So each session, each session has two components, an assignment that leads up to the session and a group discussion part that they do with the other people. So the assignment is what they do leading up to a session and the discussion is what they do with their group together, yeah, right? Right. And uh, so the way we did it is we just kind of moved, we have a heading for each session and within that there's the assignment that leads up to it and the group discussion. And then the next session has an, its own heading and then it moves on. And, and it may not make sense if you haven't really been through the journey, you know what we're talking about, but we just kind of moved some pages around to make it real clear that this assignment leads for is for this session to lead up to it and all that. And anything you would, I mean, have you, have you caught that from anybody? Well, or? just the fact that we want to make it user-friendly. Right, right. You know, when I was in school, uh, when we had a classroom, and at the end of the classroom, the teacher always gave us our assignment. Yeah. Right? We'd go home with our assignment. And and when I wrote this, this was my thinking. Okay, let's give them their assignment before they leave the session. Which is for the next class or the next, or the class, next, right. next discussion. That's so right. generally you roll out assignment at the end of your class, right? Yeah. Uh, but it was confusing people. Now, it may be that they, they, they didn't go to school when I did. But what we did is we said, okay, well, then we'll just go ahead and put the assignment at the beginning of the next session, and we'll ask our guides to review the assignment mm-hmm. before they leave the session. So it, all it is is just making it more user-friendly. Yeah, I, that's the kind of changes we're talking about. That no substantial changes, just just modifying it so it makes it more user friendly. Yeah, they're just little nuances. Um, yeah. And along those lines, is we rewrote the leader's guide, mm-hmm. so uh, all the participants and the and the guides use the same 
2019 revision of the journey manual, but all the guides need to have a copy of the leader's guide. Now it's very important because it, it, and I think a lot of guys haven't used it yet, but it has the information about, um, you know, how to start a group, kind of the DNA of the journey, uh, the DNA of a good guide, um, and how you how you kind of like can be your best guide from our from our experience. Uh, it also kind of has uh, explains how a group is uh, kind of formed and how the how it's all laid out in each session. And then for each session, uh, there's session notes and insights. And so it'll help a guide kind of look and see what they need to be covering each session, just in a in a in a one page summary. So it's really good for guides to kind of look on there and see that and pre- as they're preparing, and that'll just kind of help them make sure they don't miss any of the any of the key points on that. Um, we also have some uh, guide videos on our website and uh, and some other notes like that to kind of help help with that so so anyway uh hopefully all these things will help but we want to so we want to make sure all the all the guides out there any of you are thinking about guiding get a copy of the new leader's guide and and if you have been through the journey before and and now you're going to guide uh we want to help get a new uh, copy of the manual in your hands at no cost so if you live in one of our existing regions you'll need to get with your regional director and they're going to be helping us with all that if you don't if you live in an outskirt you'll just have to get with me and we will we'll kind of work through this but uh for those of you who've uh, already invested in the materials but then you want to go forward you want to make sure you get a new manual and uh, you guys will have to buy the new books which will be available on the website uh, by August 1st as well. But uh, anyway, again, all this is just to try to try to get everything in your hands. And we'll also be doing some uh, more training opportunities where you guys can ask questions. We'll be doing it in uh, all the key regions. We're going on a on a speaking tour here in uh, August, going to visit all the regions. And uh, also, I plan to do a couple Zoom calls for all the guys that can't make one of those or whatever and use a Zoom video conference so we can do some more training like that. So, so anyway... Uh, uh, Rocky, anything else you would comment that we might have missed? On this? Well, no, I, I think that the the the, uh, the leader's guide is going to be important for the leaders. Uh, again, we want to make it as just flow real real smoothly for them. But there there are certain things that that they need to to know about setting up the you know the the atmosphere mm-hmm. of the uh, and the synergy of the group and. Uh, and it is supposed to be interactive, and you want, you want to strive for that. But there are certain things that you have to do to set that up. Yeah. Like I said, there's a rhythm yeah. to a journey group. And when you get in the rhythm, it, it kind of flows pretty good. But till that time, you need a lot, of, a lot of new guides need a little bit of a guidance on how to do that. You know, I, I want to just comment. There's a little conversation you and I were having this morning, but there's a lot of guys like me who've been doing this for a long time. And we almost become set in our ways, and we consider our, we're kind of proud of ourselves, considering ourselves journey purists, if you will. <laughs> you know, and, and they'll even challenge the founder of the ministry who wrote the stuff <laughs> in that way. You're you're violating the DNA. Um, but I think the point is we got to be willing to flex and, and shift with things that the Holy Spirit's revealed. You know, recently, I think there's guys out there still using their old white 
manuals, you know, and they've just been resistant to change. And I, I want to challenge if you're one of those guys or girls to uh, to go with the flow and trust trust the new manual and all that because it really is easier to use and you'll you'll have a better experience with your participants because I've been using the new the new stuff and testing it myself mm-hmm. and it's really been amazingly effective. So I want to hopefully we'll break some of those guys who are just becoming kind of traditionalists, if you will. Um, I, I appreciate it because I'm one of them, but uh, but I think they gotta gotta let themselves be stretched a little bit. Well, early on, that was one of my major uh, messages: DNA, DNA, DNA. Keep it pure. Don't change it. Don't modify it. And some of us took it too much to heart. <laughs> well, it, it, it's interesting though that w- w- some of the changes that have come. You know, I have these people coming me coming to me giving me a DNA talk, <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh, okay, I appreciate this, but listen, I know I know where you're going on this, but understand, DNA and form are two different things. Yeah, because I have never seen form as a DNA. I've seen process as DNA. I've yeah. seen our, our, what we're trying to accomplish is DNA, but um, the fact that there, there are modifications to be made within, within the curriculum structure, um, the curriculum is not sacred. Mm-hmm. The relationship with Christ is sacred. Yeah. And the curriculum is inspired by Him. I believe that with all my heart. And if you know, if you know me for the last year, all the years that you've known me, I've been very resistant to wanting to change anything. Yeah. I've, I've said, no, we're not going to change anything. But when changes need to be made, the Spirit was speaking to me about yeah. that. Yeah. And and I, and I have come and voluntarily said, I think we need to make some modifications here. Now, he continues to talk to me, and, and I do believe that we have, we're now to a point that, that no more changes will occur. But he still has the last say on that. But I feel like it has to be because I think at some point in the future, there needs to be a there needs to be a foundation that we build on, and there are a lot of things that can be built on the journey, and like for instance, the the leader's guide can flex. Mm-hmm. The journey's going to stay as it is, but the leader's guide can flex according to the future. Yeah, you know the different regions that you find yourself in. You might be trying to lead journey groups in Africa or Brazil or Egypt, and believe me, it's going to be different than it is Southern California and Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And if you have leader guides that are helping the people in those cultures, and by the way, we'll probably use those people in those cultures to help write those leader guides. Mm-hmm. If we can help them understand the DNA and they can translate DNA into their culture, that's what we're trying to accomplish. Or if you're in prisons, you know, we might need to rewrite, have a leader's guide for prison Absolutely. guides to help them understand Absolutely. things there. Yeah. And, you know, and there's women's ministries. I mm-hmm. mean, they, right now they don't have, they, they're, they're really fine with the, with the curriculum as it is. But I, I think that there could be some nuances that they would bring in there. We're seeing more in the teenagers that are using the journey mm-hmm. in high schools. Um, and and like I said, you know, being a messenger, all I want to do is get people into proximity with Christ. And if the journey inspires them to do that, leave the journey alone and go do something else that God inspires you to do. Don't change what we have here. Build on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so a church can use the journey 
to establish their basic foundation of discipleship and build on it mm-hmm. for a lot of other things that they may may do in evangelism or various other things they could do. But bottom line is that I do believe the journey is a foundation for the rest of our life. We move into proximity with Christ. We learn to abide with him. And from that point on, he teaches us and shows us how to live it out. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think I, I keep, I think the words coming to mind is to tell people to trust the process. Mm-hmm. I think I think this thing is a lot of prayer has gone into this, even some of the changes and, and uh, the Holy Spirit's been leading. And uh, just tell people to just trust it. Yeah. Trust the manual that, that, that has been given to us and all that. And trust the process, even when it seems like you're not sure it's working or guys aren't engaging. Just keep trusting it. Yeah. And again, it's... I have found this to be true with me, Brian, that uh, the older I get, I think in some ways, uh, the more more dependent I grow on the Lord. And and I think it's because I'm less dependent on myself. Mm-hmm. And the question is, am I really stronger or weaker? Mm-hmm. Because when Paul said that when I'm weak, then I'm strong, mm-hmm. I have to rely on the grace of God to work his way through my life, and his grace is sufficient for me. Mm-hmm. And I have to accept that as a message for me, and that is, okay, I can't do the things I used to do. I can't multitask like I used to do. I can't keep up with uh, the horseman like I used to do. Mm-hmm. But the things I do, I do in the weakness that, and dependence on God, and those things I do stronger mm-hmm. and do better. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this is the future. We just learn to walk with Him, and wherever that takes us, we, we will join Him in it. And right now, the journey is about that. It's about helping people learn to walk with Him and join Him in the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. I've always said this, if we can get someone into close proximity with Christ, as far as I'm concerned, it's game over. Yeah, that's right. I don't have to manage Him. I don't have to control Him. I don't have to do anything. I will invite Him to come join us and help us reach other people. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, we're not trying to build a ministry. We're mm-hmm. not trying to collect people. We, we don't know how many people that have gone through the journey. I, I'd guess tens of thousands, you know, by now. Uh, probably a lot more than we realize. Mm-hmm. But we don't keep those numbers. We don't know. But we, we, we do hear about transformed lives, and that's the thing that really gets us fired up. Yeah. Is seeing transformed lives. Well, and, and you said it earlier, but the need is great out there. I mean, I was talking to a pastor from a large church the other day, and he was just talking about how shallow most of their, their community groups are. They're just not very deep. People aren't committed. They're not in the Word. It's typically one person leading, you know, with out of the Bible, leading the Bible study or whatever, but, and no one else is really doing anything other than just showing up and hoping to get a nugget or something. And, yeah. You know, it's just... It's just uh, malnourished body of Christ, if you will, I guess. Yeah, there, there. I think there are factors in that. One is that we're mal, malnutrition, spiritual malnutrition because of, we don't know how to self-feed. Right, right. We're basically relying on uh, a preacher to speak to us truth, mm-hmm. and we might catch it or we might not. Uh, and But we never dig in for ourselves. We never make application of God's Word into our life, into the real aspects of our life. Mm. And But when we start helping people learn to self-feed, then they become spiritually uh, healthy. Mm. And and so that, that tells me one of the reasons why churches are, you know, a lot of their people are not 
they're, they're anemic is because they're not teaching them how to self-feed. They're not teaching them how to be a disciple. Yeah. Um, they're not showing them how. There's a lot of teaching of a lot of stuff, but they don't show them how. Here's the process of taking a person where they are, no matter where they are. They might be brand new baby Christians or they might be an elder in a church for many, many years. But they've gotten to a point of stagnancy. They don't get any further down the road because they don't know how to feed themselves. They don't understand the stewardship of their life. And as a result, they don't see the fruit in their life that they could have. Yeah, yeah, that they're really longing for, I think, deep down. Desperately. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, just a couple final comments. I'm just thinking um, of, I don't know who's going to be listening to this, but uh, if you're out there and you've been through the journey before and, uh, you know, you haven't been gone through it in a while or never went on to lead or maybe you did it one time, I would just encourage you to pray about getting back involved with this ministry. And uh, maybe you just need to go through a group just to kind of go back through for yourself to kind of re-engage and and, and read some of the new books and get back involved with the new curriculum. Uh, But maybe you're... uh, you're ready to go help other people find it and, and you can go through it again by helping them go through it too. So I uh, just really want to challenge you guys to do that. Cause again, we just see the needs so great out there in the body of Christ. And so uh, if you live in one of our existing regions, uh, be sure and connect with one of the regional directors and you can find out who all they are on our website, influencers.org. And there's a list of locations and you can uh, connect with them through that way. But uh, they're, they're all going to be doing training events and Rocky and I'll be a part of a lot of those uh, to kind of help train all the guides out there. Of course, we'll help you ever we can. You can t- uh, contact us at this office through the website. Um, but also, uh, we just want to we just want to see more and more people have the opportunity to go through it. So be be praying about your part in the in the great commission to go make disciples. So uh, uh, we're excited about the new curriculum. We we're we're going to be rolling it out. It'll all be available August first on the website in the store. Uh, like I said, a new manual. Uh, also a new journey pack that will have the manual, have a journal. It'll have an orphan no more. It'll have a buy. It'll have prayer cottage. And it'll have uh, beyond the inner chamber. Uh, brand new leader's guide, which is a must for all you guides out there. Be sure you get a copy of that. It's only like $5 on the website. And, and we'll be giving those away at, at our training events as well. So anyway, we're really excited about what's going to happen. And uh, mainly join us in praying for uh, what God wants to do. Uh, we just want to be part of what, what he wants to do this next season. So. So anyway, uh, my name is Brian Craig. I'm executive director for Influencers Global Ministries. And uh, thank you for joining us today. I've been your host. I'm going to keep encouraging you all out there to abide in Christ first and foremost, but go make disciples. God bless you.